Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, the co-host of this little ditty called Solid Steps, and we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We have ladies listen, and we thank the, thank the ladies for listening, but we're talking to the guys, and we tell everybody who listens to this show or who is willing to listen, we want to be a tool in your toolbox in life. If you went out to your shop and you say, look what I built, and we ask you, which tool did you use? You say, well, I used a lot of tools. Well, that's what we want to be. We want to be a tool in your toolbox in your walk with God, and we believe every man listening to this has a destiny, and that destiny you were created in the image of God to be a son of his through Jesus Christ. And we just want to help you walk with solid steps through that walk with God, and we want to encourage you, and we talk about all kinds of different topics. And I'm looking at my co-host, Kurt Souter of Further Stone Ministries today, and uh, how you doing today, Kurt? I'm doing really good. Right. I'm really excited about this show, dude. Well, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt was out in the hallway doing some push-ups, right, because he, like, he wanted to get all pumped up because of our guest today. And... If you knew who our guest was, you would probably want to do the same thing because the guy looks like he could just break you in half when he looks at you. But uh, we got a really cool guest today, and we've got a we have a world class, and I don't mean that you say that people just say world class. We have a world class athlete in in the room today. Um, give me a few stats, Kurt, of our, our world class athlete today in regards to his uh, he his is, career. Uh, you know, just just in high school, he was like eighty eight and zero. He won two uh, state titles. Then he goes into it, becomes a three-time uh, All-American in college. Uh, he's he's won ten times. He's won national titles. He's he's uh, he's competed in, in twenty-five plus countries, you know, around the world. In what sport, though? The the sport of wrestling. And we're not talking about mask, cape, jumping off the top turnbuckle wrestling. We're talking about Greco-Roman. We'll let him talk about that. Freestyle wrestling. Right. Yep. So so uh, so JD, welcome to the show, man. It's what's great. up, guys? <laughs> it's great to have you. It's great to be here. You know, um, I, I really have been. You know, that's probably why I didn't sleep last night. I was just pumped about this show, and uh, just pumped to have you in. So you're all the way from Ohio State World mm-hmm. uh, land. Uh, drove, got up early this morning, drove down here, and it's just great to have you be part of the show. Well, I'll tell you what, you lost some sleep last night, maybe because of me. That's 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 a big comp- <laughs> big compliment. Um, and I I uh, lost some sleep, uh, and I, that's very few things I would get up at five forty in the morning for. And one of them is Jesus and uh, truth. Why don't we talk about it? You know, I've got friends that are atheists, I've got friends that are religious weirdos, but I'm I'm glad that we get a chance to just love everybody. You know, let's just talk about stuff. So yeah, we, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your wrestling career because you yeah. really you you um you kind of started started out with your dad. Tell, yeah. us, tell us about your dad you, real quick. You definitely have to mention my dad. He's an awesome, awesome man and uh, and father and leader. Um, he's He won the state championship in 1972, and he was smart enough to not force my brothers and I into wrestling. Um, and we kind of we, we were curious about it, and we started right around, I was maybe 10 years old. But my dad was one of 14 kids and one of eight boys. Uh, seven, <laughs> I think seven of them wrestled, and, and, and a handful of them placed at state. My dad won a state championship in 1972. But, um, and my dad, yeah, just, he just started letting us get into the sport, and, and um, 22 years later, I, I finished up. So we'll, we'll talk about some of that today. <laughs> 22 years. That's incredible. So, okay, so uh, you start wrestling. You're about 10 years old or whatever. You learn from your dad. And you said something before we started the show. 30 years to the year, right? Oh, yeah. His, so I won exactly 30 years later uh, my first state championship. I pinned the guy in the state finals. He was 40-something and won, and I was, I was undefeated that year. 
Um, and uh, it was great. It was a really cool match. He was there, and, and uh, it was really, really cool. My Uncle uncle Mike, who who is kind of the reason why we're having this interview. And, uh, yeah, he actually got to put the medal on me on the stand at the Schottenstein Center, you know, in front of like 20,000 people. So it was cool. That. And then and then you turn right around, and you you – one again the next year. Yeah, yeah. Once I mean, that was kind of the the back end of wrestling. You start being the best in your area, and I definitely wasn't at first. Um, but then you have success, and you you lose, and you just create such a work ethic. Work ethic, and and uh, that's what's so great about the sport. It, it instills character in you because there's always someone better. At least at some point when you got to the Olympic level, like I was trying to be the best guy in the world, but um, best guy in the county, then then your you know your town, county, then state, and then all of a sudden I was wrestling in the national tournaments. And then I wanted to be the best guy in the world. So it was a kind of a slow but expected route. Once you have success on those levels, it kind of... It just keeps building. Yeah. So, and I mean, just tell us real quickly, you were the U.S. world champion. Is that right? Is my um, saying that right? So the world world team trials is how you make the, the world team. Uh, the Olympic team trials is exactly the same thing. So every four years, there's an Olympics. Um, that's, that's the world championships. So I've made two world teams. Um, but no one would know what that is because it's it's a non-Olympic year. But it's it's as hard or harder actually to win the world championships. It's the same tournament. So I was the best guy in our country um, a couple different times um, on the Olympic level. But so, just not in not in an Olympic year. Yeah, the Olympic years. Unfortunately, I just had some. I didn't just didn't wrestle my very best, and and um, and you know there was some. There's a lot of injuries in there somewhere. But but you know not to make excuses. It just uh, it just didn't happen for me that that year. And it's kind of interesting story because. The guy that uh, won the Olympics in 2012 was from the United States, and and at that point in time, I had I had been undefeated against him, and and then my training partner of three years uh, won the last Olympics, <laughs> so, and he's a 21 year old freak show, three time world champ, best wrestler in the world, hands down, senior at Ohio State this year, Kyle Snyder, and he's an awesome man of God too. Um, so it's just funny how that worked out. Uh, the the wrestling accolades, uh, I can't put them down, but they. But what I wanted didn't come of it. But it's I think it set me up for something much bigger. So it's it's a uh, praise the Lord all the way around. So it's a win win. So so real quickly, the guy who won the Olympics, um, you you were like four and zero. You'd beaten beat him four times, like right? Yeah, in two thousand ten, we yeah we wrestled four times, and I was four and zero. That's incredible. So okay, so tell us just real quickly your uh, your maybe your favorite win, kind of of all time. One of my favorite wins was was pinning the guy in the state finals my junior year actually because um, it was zero zero going in the second period and um, I I turned him and, and pinned him and it was a pretty cool feeling. Um, the other uh, the other one was kind of finishing up my fresh true freshman year. So I wanted to play football at Ohio State. I didn't want to wrestle, but I I ended up wrestling right away after my high school right after my high school year my true freshman year. I didn't redshirt and um, I went to the state. Or the national the national tournament the NCAA tournament and lost first round actually I lost I was winning the whole match and tore cartilage in my in my chest and I almost had to drop out of the tournament but they shot it with cortisone once still couldn't wrestle they shot it with cortisone I asked them if they could do it more they shot it like three or four more times seven matches later I won and was only the third person in history to win seven matches in a row to get in the third place match and then I got third so getting third as a true freshman but the way I did it being the third person in history to do that that was probably the coolest one of the coolest experiences probably they shot you how many times a bunch I mean like probably three or four times with cortisone or uh, lidocaine or something around that because pretty painful and I mean are you out there in like crazy pain um 
I, I did I somehow I mean they the the numbing medicine worked I don't recommend that but um <laughs> but I it's funny that that's happened a lot to me in my career like I I wrestled well once I got hurt or I don't know why but the the endorphins kicked in and yeah they certainly had to yeah you know, yeah the power of God came upon you you know kind of like <laughs> Samson huh I wasn't I wasn't actually a Christian uh, then uh, I, I didn't know Jesus anyways I should say I didn't know him personally you didn't but. know him personally we're gonna talk about that in the, in the next segment yeah. segment but um so and and then you uh, just real quickly the ten times national a champion that's incredible so that might be a little bit uh, misleading but I, I won my first three national titles in high school which got me a full ride scholarship to Ohio State wrestling I was going to use that full ride scholarship to play football and actually hopefully never wrestle again because football was way more fun and way easier than wrestling but uh, um, I had a bunch of knee surgeries and stuff and that the the other the other national championships came in college in the all it, 10 national titles with USA wrestling so the Olympic style sports in, in college, is actually a third style. Only our country wrestles. It's called folk style. So what you see in the NCAA tournament is actually different than what you see in the Olympics. Hmm. Really? So most people don't know that either. So I, I won all my 10 national titles in Olympic-style wrestling. Wow. Just real quickly, what's the difference between Olympic wrestling and, like, the other? The the high school wrestling you see or college wrestling, that's very similar to freestyle. looks very similar. Greco-Roman is all upper body. You can't use the legs or, or attack the legs. Wow! More throws. It's, yeah. it's, you're, you're throwing down, and that's and that's in the Olympics. Both of those are in the Olympics: freestyle and Greco-Roman. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So, um, oldest sport in history. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. So, uh, so um, when you when you couldn't play football at Ohio State, and that was your dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of injuries. You you said you had um, in the. Uh, I have four knee surgeries in three years um, in college, and and my my torn ACL my. My after my sophomore season uh, kind of sidelined me for a little while, and and that was the end of f- football. Yeah, I just didn't. Coach Russell would love to have he he. I was a preferred walk. I played one play in the horseshoe. It was a block punt in front of seventy thousand people. So that was my <laughs> career. Um, and I only I only did that because I was a running back. I was a first team All State running back, and and uh, that was my my. I, I don't think I would have started as a running back, but maybe as a fullback or a linebacker. I think I would have started with James Lernitz, Marcus and Freeman, and me. But I. I never got a chance to really try. And I tried punting because I wanted to get on the team as fast as I could. And I had a decent leg, but I, I wasn't that good. <laughs> he tried wrestling the center down at, in the middle of the field. That didn't help yeah. either, I'm sure. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay, next segment, we're going to talk about your spiritual life and how do you do that and wrestling and all that. So Cool. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with J.D. And uh, if you say, if you think J.D., if you, he can be defined by his wrestling career, boy, you're, you're really falling short because – wrestling was just a catapult into where he's really going as far as where his spiritual life is and where he wants to take it so we're going to take a break we're going to come back and hear how jd went from uh knowledge of jesus to a relationship with him on solid steps radio welcome back to solid steps radio this is the second segment today and we are with jd bergman and uh we are. He is a heck of a guy in regards to his career. He's a, a longtime wrestler, and we've got. Uh, uh, not only is he a great wrestler, but he's a, a great impressionist, which we want to hear here in a second. Because I want to thank our sponsors for uh, who, who help us get on air: Ellen and Credit Union, Vision First, Dan Hart Financial, Bright Star, Frank Enterprises, and then Sue Ann Corelia. That she is a certified uh, uh, ISR instructor. So again, we want to thank our sponsors, but. J.D. Bergman is a world-class wrestler, but he's also a pretty good impressionist. So I have heard that, uh, J.D., you can uh, 
that Arnold was on the way in, flying in to the studio, and to Arnold's here. So, what's up, Arnold? Yes, yes, hello there. Thank you for having me on the show. It's very nice to be here. This morning I did the workouts and my veins were popping out. Okay, please stop smiling. This is serious. <laughs> that's not bad. That's pretty, I, I, that's that's how pretty good. That's how, how, how long have you been doing that one? Uh, I, I think I started maybe in <laughs> early college, maybe 10, 10, 15 years. Okay, give us another one. Who else? Give, who else I'll is you, you on the list? I'll tell you oh. what, I, my, this is a lot nicer than where I live in my swamp. Shrek, what are you talking about? Who lives in the swamp? Come on now, Shrek. <laughs> Don't get, how the heck did you get here? Oh, come on, Shrek. We've been friends a long time. I'll follow you anywhere. Don't get, I told you, it's my swamp and I live there. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a nice boulder, Shrek. That's a real nice boulder. <laughs> Shut your furry mouth, donkey, before I put my foot in that. You're just, man, you're just jealous. These, these guys like me more than you. Come on now, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek and donkey, very nice. <laughs> that was good. Very nice. That was really good. Um, you got, uh, who else do I write down? Uh, Snoop? Yeah, I've actually done Snoop Dogg in a bunch of churches. Um, so <laughs> Go ahead. I just don't swear. Yeah, what up? This is Snoop D.W.G. and Hizzy. What up, dog? Uh, yeah, so you know that show I used to do, uh, Doggy Fizzle? Yeah, no, um, I know uh, no one does. It was pretty bad. But uh, you know this, though. Lordy dowdy, we likes to pouty. We don't got trouble. We don't bother nobody. <laughs> For what the, up, dog? Most of the people <laughs> who heard that have no idea who Snoop Dogg is, but I can tell you that was spot on. <laughs> that was a great Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, give us one more. Give us Will Ferrell. Um, Nature. <laughs> Gooley. I'm going to do a song for me done by Nelly. It's called the Thunk Song. Bumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like what? What, what? Thunk Song, Gooley. <laughs> That's just his Goulet impression. <laughs> That's, that, that, is, that is a JD doing an impersonation of Will Ferrell doing an impersonation of Robert here is a Here's a world... world we got to do, do real quick Aaron Neville. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Go ahead. Give, us, give us... I don't know who much, but I know I love you. And that may be all I need to know. That is, that is the most random impersonation, <laughs> but a, a really good one. I'm sure the ladies love that one. So. Oh, my goodness. Did your wife like that one? Oh, uh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, she laughs. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Okay, so you're a world-class uh, wrestler, and you are an impressionist, and uh, that's fun. That's good. But, okay, so this, this show is all about we pray before we start every show, yeah. and uh, we get on our knees, and... But you you didn't always have a personal relationship with Jesus. You, yeah. You, you grew up in church, but tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, what's crazy about how God works is he's always going to be coming after us, even though we, unfortunately, just naturally kind of resist him. And I was resisting him without knowing it. I went to church every Sunday my whole life, and I, I didn't drink, didn't party. I was actually kind of like goody two-shoe. I say I was like kind of like Saul, except the, I didn't murder any Christians. Uh, I, I didn't persecute the church. I actually went to church and I actually was, let's see, involved with, even though school was really hard for me, um, I was on the academic debate team because I tried really hard and I was in choir and musicals and, and always tried to be, tried to be nice. I was the popular kid, always wanted to be a cool kid, funny kid, pop, whatever. Um, I didn't, I didn't party because I was too busy being good at sports and, and, and trying to be good at everything and went to church every Sunday my whole life and then went to college and my dad wasn't waking me up on Sunday morning so I didn't really have to go to church and uh, I meant to go every Sunday and didn't go for two and a half years and but I still was curious I always had questions about God and then someone asked me how sure are you if you died today you were going to heaven I was like I'm pretty sure I'm like 95% sure (laughs) and I thought that was a good answer I really did and the guy that I was talking to he, he was a 
cross-country runner in college, and I could see something in his eye where I knew he knew something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And he told me he was 100% sure. And I was like, dude, how could you possibly be 100% sure? Okay, well then that got me looking into it further, and um, I had torn my ACL, and I wasn't pursuing football or wrestling at that time. I ended up going to an Athletes in Action winter retreat in Xenia, Ohio, and um, same things I had heard my entire life in church, but it was because of where my heart was. I was actually seeking, an, and after, get this, after an exhausting weekend, I had not, I was diagnosed with learning disabilities in, in high school, and I never, I'd never read books. I mean, I used to fall asleep when I read. And at 4.30 in the morning after praying with two Ohio State football players and an Ohio State swimmer, at 4.30 in the morning, those three were already Christians. They, I said, I want to, you're telling me I can give the wheel of my life to God and allow him to drive my life? I can, you're telling me the same creator of the universe can actually lead my life? I could give him, and I can actually know him personally? No wonder my mom told me to read the Bible my whole life. So I, <laughs> I, I gave my life to Christ at like 4.30 in the morning after an exhausting weekend of dodgeball and all these other th activities, and I opened the Bible up. This is a legit miracle. Maybe not to some people, but to me, 100%. The words were jumping off the page and I read it for half an hour from 4.30 to 5 in the morning. That's more focused reading than I'd done my entire life. <laughs> and I have not stopped reading it since I was 21. That's 12 years ago. And uh, then I became a Jesus freak, weirdo. Yep. No, I, I, I wasn't. I mean, but I have way more tact. I love people way too much. But um, I realized that the, the, the world's really trying to keep us from not realizing that truth. And, and, and a lot of people have bad religious experiences with people that don't spend very much time in the, in the word. You know, you got to read the word of God to, to know him and then allow him to live through you. So that's what started when I was 21. When you're 21 and, and the, the whole athletes in action. Did you start going to that then? throughout your career at Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started, I, I went to some FCA in high school because that's what the, the good church kids did. And, and, um, and then Athletes in Action in, in college, they, they were in the sports there and they, they started asking us about conversations about God and they, you know, they probably know, they could tell by talking to me, I probably didn't really know Jesus Christ yet as a personal relationship. And yeah, so then I was really involved. From there, get this, I went did zero church things my first two and a half years of college. When I became a Christian, explain to me outside of Jesus Christ changing my life that a 21-year-old All-American at Ohio State University who already thought he was a good person started going to Bible studies on Monday nights, Athletes in Action on Wednesday nights, and Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ on Thursday nights after full-time student and two or three practices a day, a day. three times a, a week, every week after that, because Christ had changed my life and then I was seeking to know more about him, right? You can't explain that. that, that you can't explain why a 21-year-old kid at Ohio State with all the options you have there <laughs> to do many other things on a college campus would do that after I already thought I had it figured out. So that's Saul to Paul. That's, that's kind of my... You, yeah, I mean, that's some serious transformation. Mm -hmm. That's what a relationship with Jesus Christ will do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so cool. So then, um, uh, so I mean, FCA in high school, which we've, we've done some FCA shows here and uh, uh, love what, what God is doing through FCA, but that probably just awakened you maybe a little bit. Oh, certainly. They, they're the ones that planted, planted seeds and it sparked some questions that I had that I did not get answered in my church. Hmm. You know, they split, they, and you know, I, and I'm, I've met Chris Morgan here, and, and we're going to link up here soon. And what he's doing with FCA, what FCA and Athletes in Action are doing, 
it's it's surreal that I get to speak for them and, and be a part of that. That's a that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So uh, you know, okay. So how in the midst of you mentioned a bunch of injuries, mm-hmm. how, how did you how did you walk with? I mean, how do you do that? I mean, I know you, you had to shift your priorities, but you're involved with these ministries. You got injuries. You're you're you know you're working your tail off, going through school and an athlete. How, how do you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it just was something. I think you got to credit my coaches and my dad, and and it became normal to work. And then when I realized you only have so much time and everyone thinks they're busy. And if you're, unless you're playing video games in your mom's basement, you probably are, vid- you probably are busy, but uh, you just had to prioritize your time. And I guess that that's what, co- that's the one thing I did get from college. Um, um, we won't get down here today, but I, I don't really recommend college for a lot of people. Um, you got to look at the, do the math and make sure you don't get a bunch of student loan debt. But uh, I, for, for me, college helped me prioritize my time because I had a lot on my plate and um yeah, and just so people know out there, the injuries. I mean, I broke my back as a sophomore in high school, and um, I I had four knee surgeries, two, both ACLs, all the medial and lateral meniscus stuff on each knee, and then I um, tore a disc in my back wrestling in Belarus years later after college, and uh, that was bleeding on my spinal cord. The number one back surgeon in the country said if I did not get back surgery, I would not be able to walk, let alone wrestle. And um, I've been able to forego because of what I learned about health and wellness. I've been able to forego that that back surgery, a fifth knee surgery, that um, two shoulder surgeries, almost broke my neck in Azerbaijan too. Um, and I've been able to forego at least four or five, sur- oh, and a thumb surgery too when I tore two ligaments in my thumb. But I realized that God created the body to heal from the inside out. It does not heal from the outside in with pills and surgery. So I went from doing a lot of pills and surgery and six hours of physical therapy a day some days, knees, back, and and shoulders lot of physical therapy but there's a better way to treat and have more preventative approach so that's incredible so wow that's going to be a good segue into the next couple segments because again jd is not just a world-class athlete and uh, in wrestling he's got a a much bigger plan that god has for him we're going to hear a little bit more about his passion if you had not noticed jd is passionate (laughs) and we need more men in that in the world uh to hear those voices and we're going to talk about voices that we hear and JD's going to talk about how he's trying to get the right voices in the right ears. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. 